Welcome to Resuscitate the People. I'm going to uh, start by telling you the message of this podcast, and that is the sanctuary is decimated and contaminated. The sanctuary is decimated and contaminated. I will start by reading Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1. I will cry loud and spare not. I raise my voice up like a trumpet. And I'll tell the people their transgressions in the house of Jacob, their sins. I'm going to start reading um, the book of, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse, 30, verse 18. Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse 18. Well, let me actually start with verse 17. Your heart was filled with pride. Because of all your beauty, your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. Verse 18, you defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire out from within you and it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. Verse 19, all who knew you are appalled at your fate and you have come to a terrible end and you will exist no more. So basically the sanctuary is the harlot, the, um, the harlot church. And that's what's going on around the entire world. All the churches are harlot churches. Each and every one in every city, every country, in every state. They are the harlot church. Let's look at um, Ezekiel chapter 36. I think I'll start with verse 18. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go ahead and start with verse 17. Uh, let's see. When the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by the evil way they lived. So the evil way in which people live, that's how they defile things. And when they go to all these different churches, temple, uh, sanctuaries, they're defiling and desecrating and contaminating the sanctuaries. Now it says... Um, Verse, I'm going to go ahead and go to verse 18. They polluted the land with murder and the worship of idols. So I poured out my fury on them. So that's what I am, the most high Lord of hosts. That's what she is saying to the people. Verse 19, I scattered them to many lands to punish them for the evil way they had lived. And verse 20 but when they were scattered among the nations, they brought shame on my holy name. For the nations said, these are the people of the Lord. But she couldn't keep them safe in their own land. That's what the bystanders, bystanders the other people were saying. You know, there's just so much sin in all the churches. There's so much transgressions and abominations going on 
in all the different churches and the practices and everything that the people are doing. They have itching ears. They just want to be told something good and sweet, but they don't want to be told the raw truth is that they're um, living in abominations and transgressions that they do all the time. They just don't, they don't want to be condemned. They want you to just go along to get along and not tell them their wickedness. But as I stated in Isaiah chapter 58, that I have to tell the people of their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sin. I'm going to go to Numbers uh, chapter 19, verse 20. But those who become defiled and do not purify themselves will be cut off from the community for they have defiled the sanctuary of the I am the Lord the Lord God most high since the water of purification has not been sprinkled on them they remain defiled so we see that the people are defiled in every which way and then they defile the sanctuary by their abominable abhorrent disgusting sinful life and sinful ways uh, on down from the pastor, bishop, preacher, pope, priest, all these different false teachings and false uh, positions that they take and these false titles that they give themselves. They're all just wicked and evilness. You know, they have the, the preacher, he's, he's, married with to a woman and he has a long-standing relationship with different men in the church you have the choir director sleeping with other men in the church and he he's up here leading so-called praise worship and everything all of it's just foolishness and it's just abomination and it's abhorrent it's as if they are offering up a plate of vomit and manure up to i am the most high el shaddai and it's disgusting. And I am says that their uh, defected sacrifices are unworthy and she doesn't want them. Welcome again to Resuscitate the People. Um, the name of this message is The Pulpit is Desecrated. The Pulpit is Desecrated. I'm going to start reading in um, Isaiah chapter 59. I'll start with verse 2. I'll probably read verse 2 and 3. It's your sins that have cut you off from I am El Shaddai, the Most High, the Lord God. Because of your sins, she has turned away and will not listen anymore. Verse 3. Your hands are the hands of murderers and your fingers are filthy with sin. Your lips are full of lies and your mouth spews corruption. That's really basically the state of the people. The people are in a comatose, a spiritually comatose state where the church uh, that they call church, quote unquote, is really uh, the harlot, the harlot church. It's the harlot church in that all the people have start following their um carnal, carnal fleshly nature, um, going after things that are not spiritual, turning their back on I am, um, not wanting to hear from El Shaddai, just going on their way, 
not wanting to be told that they're living in sin uh, and basically having a, a spiritual fornication um, with the world, doing everything that they think that is accepted by the world. It does not matter if the world has laws and rules saying it's okay for a man to lay with the woman as if that, I mean, it. it's not okay if just because there's a law that says it's permitted for a man to lay with a man as if he's laying with a woman. Or on the flip side of that, it doesn't matter if they say, well, there's a law that said it's okay. It's it's approved for a woman to lay with a woman as if she's laying with a man. No, that isn't. That is not right. That is not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be according to, well, what does saith the Lord? What does I am see about it? What are the rules that actually govern? Because I am that I am. She is the creator of heaven and earth. She made heaven and earth. And what she says stand. Let the word of I am be true and every man a liar. So it's what does saith the Lord. What did I am, Lord God, uh, most high? What does she say about it? Uh, she created the heavens and the earth. So it's what her decision is. It doesn't matter if the they say, oh, the governors and the officials and the president said, well, this is what we have to abide by. No, you're supposed to stand for truth and righteousness. It doesn't matter if you offend people. You're supposed to stand for truth and righteousness. That's why the people are in a, a spiritual, spiritually comatose state is because they're not hungering and thirsting after righteousness. They're not trying to live right and do right. They're doing to whatever uh, makes them feel good whatever lustful sin that they can live in that make them feel good. But according to I am that I am, that's what's important. And that, that, that is the law and that's the only law. And she has the final law, whatever she said. And according to Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22, it says, do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. Ha, 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 yeah. So that's what's important. Verse 23 says, a man must not defile himself by having sex with an animal. A woman must not offer herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it. This is a perverse act. Ha, ya, ha. So it does not matter if you have federal laws and uh, state laws telling you to do this. No, that's why you're in a spiritually comatose state. So um, I'm going to go ahead and thank you for joining me. I resuscitate the people. The name of this message is the pulpit where the preacher stands is defiled. I'm going to start with reading Malachi chapter 1 verse 12. But you dishonor my name with your actions by bringing contemptible food. You are saying it's all right to defile the Lord God 
the Lord of hosts table. You say it's too, verse 13, you say it's too hard to serve the Lord God. The Lord of hosts. And you turn up your noses at my command, says the Lord of hosts. Think of it. Animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offerings. Should I accept from you such offerings as these? Ask the Lord God. I'm going to read Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. I mean, think of would you want somebody to give you their worst and to tell you that you should be happy when they're not even giving you their best and giving you something that's vile, wicked and evil, a plate of their vomit as a gift to you? How dare they have this in their mind to give this to the great I am that I am, El Shaddai, and to think in their own wicked and evil hearts that that's acceptable. It isn't. It isn't acceptable at all. And when they pray and when they do things to be seen and that they want to be congratulated and get a pat on the back, no, and offer up manure and excrement, to the God who created heaven and earth. Okay, so I'm going to start with Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 17. Actually, I'm going to start with verse, verse 16. But now I am, so I am that I am, she's talking. I am sending for many fishermen who will call them says the Lord of hosts. I am sending for hunters who will hunt them down in the mountains, hills and caves. Verse 17, I am watching them closely and I see every sin. They cannot hope to hide from me. Ah, yeah, your sins will find you out. You cannot hide. It doesn't matter if the preacher, he's married, he has a wife. But at the same time, he's on the down low. He have men on the side that he have relationships with. Their sins find them out. Then you have the uh, people in the congregation. Some of the women are pregnant by the pastor. Then you have the people who are singing in the choir. And then uh, he, the choir director, he's dating all the different men in the congregation and in the choir and it's just turned into a cesspool a cesspool of just lust lust of the flesh carnal living doing abhorrent abominable things you know just living in transgression it's just foul it's disgusting it stink it's a stench it's pugnant it smells but else should die she says i see you I see you. I see you. You are fooling. You are tricking the congregation. All the people sitting here, they're all pious and arrogant, but they don't see your sin. And they accept everything 
that they see you do. But El Shaddai, she said, yeah, I see you. I am watching them closely and I see every sin. They cannot hope to hide from me. Verse 18, I will double their punishment for all their sins because they have defiled my land with lifeless images of their detestable gods. <laughs> yeah, because they worship and follow false gods and have filled my territory with their evil deeds. Let's look at uh, Jeremiah chapter 23. Verse 9 says, My heart is broken because of the false prophets. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's the false priests, the false pastors, the false bishops, the false popes. Ha, yeah, they're leading the people to sin. They're causing all the people to stumble. They're causing the people to run away from the God. The Lord of hosts, I am that I am, El Shaddai. They're keeping the people in mental bondage, spiritual bondage, telling them to live any kind of way, to have a riotous life, do anything under the sun that makes you feel good. Because, oh, guess what? God forgives you. God forgives you. So that's how they're leading the people astray, deceiving the people, deceiving them. I'm going to go back to reading Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 9. My heart is broken because of the false prophets and my bones tremble. I stagger like a drunkard, like someone overcome by wine because of the holy words. The Lord, Lord God of hosts has spoken against them. Verse 10. For the land is full of adultery, ha, yeah, and it lies under a curse. The land itself is in mourning. Its wilderness pastures are dried up, for they all do evil and abuse what power they have. Let me go ahead and read verse 11. Even the priests and the prophets are ungodly, wicked men. These other priests that you see on TV every day begging for money, living all kind of ways, doing all these sinful, evil, wicked deeds. And there some of them are hiding and some of them are just right out in front in your face doing them. But I am. She sees all of it. Verse 11, she says, even the priests and prophets are ungodly, wicked men. I have seen their despicable acts. Right here in my own temple, says the Lord God, Lord of hosts. She see them. They're doing it right in the church, right in the sanctuary, right in the pool. Yes, they are. This is what they're doing. This is the type of life that they have. Verse 12, therefore, the paths they take will become slippery. They will be chased through the dark and there they will fall. For I will bring disaster upon them at the time fixed for their punishment. I, I, the Lord, have, sp oh, yeah, I have spoken. Welcome back to Resuscitate the People. Uh, the message is still... Um, 
focusing on the pulpit is desecrated. Uh, the so-called the false preachers, false bishops, false priests and popes and whatever they call themselves, uh, they're desecrating the pulpit when they stand there and they make up things and they say things that they know that the congregation want to hear because the people have itching ears, which means whatever sounds good, then that's what the people will accept. But the people don't want to be condemned. They don't want to be told that they're living wrong, that they're living in sin, that they're committing abomination to the most high, to I am that I am. They don't want to hear that they're, uh, Call, that they're living with transgressions. They don't want to hear that they're um, just dead because of their sinful nature and uh, who they are, what they are, how they are, and how they behave. They want to be told that everything is great and that, oh, don't worry about this and that. You can, if, if you're a man, you can wear a dress and a wig and high heel shoes and if you feel like a woman on Monday, you can be a woman on Monday. Or if it's a woman, uh, okay, so Wednesday she decided she wants to cut all her hair off and wear the big baggy clothes and take tape and um, flatten the appearance of her having breasts and take the tape and put T-shirts on to cover it up so it makes it look like that, you know, no, no uh, breasts are there and wear the big clothes, the big Timberland boots that the men wear so that you won't be able to tell what it is. But yeah, but according to I am the most high, El Shaddai, the living God, yeah, the only living one, the only living God, we have to stand tall and firm for righteousness, for truth and righteousness. And tell the people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins and not back down. I'm going to be reading from Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. Uh, this is I am, she's speaking. Its leaders are like roaring lions hunting for their victims. Its judges are like ravenous wolves at evening time who by dawn have left no trace of their prey. Verse 4, its prophets are arrogant liars seeking their own gain. Its priests defile the temple by disobeying God's instructions. So the, the people are just chasing and doing whatever they think that they want to do and how they want to do it. Let's look at uh, Malachi chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, verse verse seven, you have shown contempt by offering the foul sacrifices on my altar. Then you have asked, how have we defiled the sacrifices? You defile them by saying the altar of the Lord, your God deserves no respect. Verse eight, when you give blind animals as sacrifices, isn't that wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he or she is, says the Lord God, the Lord of hosts. Ah, ah, ah. So people think 
with their singing at churches and with their hymns and melodies, that they can offer that up as a sacrifice. And, and also, let's say when they they pray, oh, they want everybody to hear and listen to them in the church or in the in the temple and say, oh, this person is righteous. They're upright. They're living right. And oh, did you hear the preacher? Oh, he helped me. And it was just so great. All of that is just garbage. All of it. I am. She said that all of that is just like vomit. It's pollution. It's a strong pugnant stench coming up to her nostrils. And how dare these people, how dare they offer up these vile, diseased, defected sacrifices and yet and still think that that this is acceptable to the Most High. I am said, no, their sacrifices are worthless and meaningless and she will not accept them. Welcome back to Resuscitate the People. This is part two of Pulpit Where the Preacher Stand is Defiled. I'm, I'm still in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 13. I saw the prophets of Samaria. I saw that the prophets of Samaria were terribly evil. <laughs> These are the false prophets, and they were what? Terribly evil. Wicked, vile. <laughs> These are the false prophets, like the false preachers, false pastors, false bishops, false popes. And they were what? Terribly evil. For they prophesied in the name of Baal and led my people of Israel into sin. That's what happens. That's what I said. They lead the people into sin when they lead the people astray. <laughs> they lead the people astray. The people start worshiping, doing, believing anything and behaving in a way that is a transgression against the commands of the Most High of I am that I am, El Shaddai, the Lord God, creator of heaven and earth. They live opposite of that. They don't repent. They don't turn back because they're listening to this evil, wicked, vile uh, prophet, priest, preacher, teaching them lies straight from the pit. For they prophesy in the name of Baal and led my people of Israel into sin. Verse 14. But now I see that the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. So the prophets of Jerusalem were even worse. They commit adultery and love dishonesty. They encourage those who are doing evil so that no one turns away from their sins. These prophets are as wicked as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah once were. So they are encouraging the people to just live riotously, live in every way contrary to what I am, that I am what she said, what her commandments are, what her statutes are, what her 
divine laws are. They are. They're telling the people, run away from righteousness, run away from truth, run away from I am that I am, El Shaddai. You can make your own rules. You can, whatever makes you feel good, whatever the governor told you to do, those are the laws that you go by. They have them to chase after the flesh, the carnal nature. They have them to ignore anything that they are supposed to do. And they tell them, you're not condemned. You can continue fornicating. You can continue uh, going after the lustful things of the flesh. It's okay if, if it's two men and you marry together. You can get married now. I'm so happy for you. It's, so, it's great if it's two women. You can get married now because the, the law says it's fine and it's great. So you don't have to worry. You're not condemned. So they're enticing and encouraged the people to accept sin, accept sin as your premise and, and go on because everything is great. But no, that's a lie. That's being corrupt. That's corrupt from the ha, ya, ha, from every cell, every marrow in their body, every um, DNA, every gene. It's corrupt. It's a lie. It's living an abomination. Ah, oh, ah! Oh. It's living uh, uh, a sinful, evil, wicked, foul, detestable, abhorrent life. Oh, oh my! Yeah, ah! Oh. That's why you have to come out, come out of that harlot church. Oh, yeah, ah! Oh. That encouraged the sinful life. Come out of her. Come out of that harlot church. It's the only way. You have to repent of your sins. Repent. Repent. Turn away from that fleshly lust of the world and run back to the great I am, Mother God. El Shaddai and ask for forgiveness with a humble heart so she can clean you up. Oh, yeah. Ah, she can clean your heart, clean your thoughts, clean your mind, clean your actions. With a pure and sincere heart and ask for forgiveness and run back to her and run back to Mother God. El Shaddai. Run back to I am that I am. I'm still reading in Jeremiah, and this is chapter 23, as I stated. So I'm going to go ahead and finish reading verse 15. Therefore, this is what the Lord of hosts says concerning the prophets. I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. For it is better, it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness has filled this land. Verse 16. This is what the Lord of hosts says to her people. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord God, the Lord of Hohaya El Shaddai, Yahweh. I am that I am. The breasted one, 
the living one. Verse 17, they keep saying to those who despise my word. This is what I am saying. They despise her word. Don't worry. The Lord God says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say, no harm will come your way. Look at Let's read verse 18. Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's God's presence? Have they been in I am's presence to hear what she is really saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? Verse 19. Look, the Lord's angers burst out like a storm, a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. Verse 20, the anger of the Lord God of I am El Shaddai, I am that I am, will not diminish until it has finished all she has planned in the days to come. You will understand all this very clearly. Verse 21, I have not sent these prophets, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. I have given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. Verse 22, if they stand, if they had stood before me, this is I am that I am speaking. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my word. Having the people to repent and turn from their evil, sinful ways. And they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. Verse 23. Am I a God who is only close at hand, says the Lord God of hosts El Shaddai? No, I am far away at the same time. Ha, yeah. Verse 24. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth? Says, I am that I am. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Thank you for joining Resuscitate the People. The message title today is I am El Shaddai, El Elyon, Most High, Lord of Hosts, Yahweh, to all generations. To all generations. I'm going to start reading Genesis chapter 9, verse 12. And I am that I am is El Shaddai. Then I am, the Lord God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. For all generations to come. Verse 13, I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant, my covenant, as the Lord God with you and with all the earth. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 says, when Abram was 99 years old, 
I am appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, the breasted one. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. Verse 2, I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. So I am as I am to all generations, for all generations. I'm going to read Genesis chapter 50, verse 23. Uh, so Genesis chapter 50, verse 23 says, uh, this one is about Joseph. Uh, he lived to see three generations of descendants of his son Ephraim. And he lived to see the birth of the children of Manasseh's son, Mekir, whom he claimed as his own. So we're talking generations to generations. I'm going to read Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, which says, But Moses protested, if I go to the people, actually, I'm going to go up. I'm on Genesis chapter 3, and I will start reading verse 11. But Moses protested to the Lord God, I am that I am. Who am, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? That's what Moses was asking, the great I am that I am. Verse 13, I am said, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am. Ah, ah, yeah the one who has sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Verse 11, but Moses protested. If I go to the people of Israel and then tell them I am the God of your ancestors has sent me to you. They will ask me, what is her name? Then what should I tell them? Verse 14, the Lord of hosts, most high God, she replied to Moses, I am that I am. Say to the people of Israel, I am. I am has sent me to you. Verse 15. God also said to Moses, the Lord God, I am also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. This is my eternal name. I am that I am. This is her eternal.
eternal name. Her name changes not for all generations. I am that I am. It's still her name today. It's still her name today. It was her name doing Moses. I am that I am. It is her name today. I am that I am. Her name changes not. This is my eternal name, eternal, eternity, infinity. This is my eternal name, my name to remember. You remember the name. It didn't change the name. The name is still the same for all generations. I'm going to go ahead and read Exodus chapter 12, verse 14, and it says, This is a day to remember. Each year, from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special feast to the Lord God, the Most High. I am that I am. This is a law for all time, for all time, for all the time. It's to a day to remember from generation to generation. I am that I am. She made covenants for generation to generation, even to the children who are not born yet from generation to generation. Oh, yeah, for generation to generation, I am that I am. She said, remember, this is her eternal name, her eternal name. I am that I am. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 24, verse 43. Oh, wait, let me see. Not Leviticus chapter 24. I believe that was. Okay, so um, it's I am that I am. And on my next video, I'll put that next scripture. Thank you. Thank you once again for joining me at resuscitatethepeople.com. The name of this message is I am that I am is everlasting to generation to generation. Um, the people are in a spiritually comatose state and they got that way by not repenting and turning away from I am that I am and running to sin and living in sin and, um, doing everything in their sinful nature, practicing abominations, transgressions, um, just loving in their carnal flesh and lusting after the flesh and not wanting to be condemned about the lifestyles that they have and just wanting to everything to be accepted, whatever that they can imagine in their mind they want it to be accepted and not judged. And so therefore that leaves them in a spiritually comatose state 
because they are choosing to run after the flesh and do carnal nature things instead of seeking spiritual things to set them free and to spiritually wake them up, to spiritually set them loose and to spiritually run to the mother God, to I am that I am, to El Shaddai, to Yahweh, Hayah, to Yahweh, the Most High, the Lord of hosts is her name. But instead, the people have taken on a uh, spirit of the harlot church, the harlot church um, having itching ears and wanting to be satisfied with whatever they think that ap appeals to their flesh and appetite for lust and abominations and transgressions of the most high and, and not repenting of their sins. I'm going to start reading in the book of Malachi, uh, chapter 3, verse 6. I am said, I am is saying this. She said in the first person, I am, I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why your descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Verse 7, ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees. I am said these are her decrees, her laws, her rules, her statutes, and fail to obey them. Now return to me. I am is calling the people to return to her, to repent of your sins, to repent with a humility heart, cry out in repentance, ask for forgiveness, uh, weeping and mourning, uh, repent fast, turn back to the spiritual, spiritual desires, asking I am for repentance, ask for forgiveness um, with weeping and wailing and mourning, and fasting and praying the spiritual things that you need to be awakened from the spiritual coma, ha, ya, ha, for the spiritual coma state, spiritual comatose state that you're in. You have to do spiritual things so that uh, I am will set you free. And, and destroy those shackles that have you spiritually bound. Ah, yeah, ah. So fasting, weeping, wailing, mourning, crying out, prayer. Ah, yeah, ah. Spiritual things that you need to be seeking. And I'm going to finish reading verse 7. Uh, where I am, where she says, ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Verse eight, should people cheat God? 
yes, you have cheated me. And that's what I am told them. Um, go ahead. Let's go ahead and read um, Psalms chapter 78. I'll start with verse 1, 2, and 3. Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying. This is I am speaking. For I will speak to you in a parable. That's verse 2. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past. Verse 3. Stories we have heard and known. Stories our ancestors handed down to us. Verse 4. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation. I am she, I am that I am. She deals with us with generations to generations and generations. Verse four, we will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the I am that I am, our mother God, about her power and her mighty wonders. Verse five, for she issued her laws to Jacob. She gave him she gave her instructions to Israel. She commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. So children, our ancestors teach children. That's generation to generation. Verse 6. So the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. Even the children that's not yet born. That's from generation to generation. I am that I am. I am that I am is everlasting from generation to generation. She changed not. I am that I am. She is still El Shaddai, the breasted one. She's El Shaddai, the living God. She's El Shaddai, Lord God. She's El Shaddai, Lord of hosts, the most high, Yahweh, El Elyon. Hiya, hiya. This is I am that I am. She changed not. So verse six, so that the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. Verse seven. So each generation should set its hope anew on the Lord God. I am not forgetting her glorious miracles and obeying her commands. Verse 8. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to I am that I am. So that's what I am said. When the generation after generation have been taught her laws, her commands, her statutes, her rules, then they will not be unfaithful. They would not be stubborn. They would not be rebellious, refusing to give their hearts to her. Thank you. Thank you for joining me again at Resuscitate the People. The name of this message is the modern day churches are full of imposters, imposter preachers, prophets, priests, bishops, pastors, popes. They carry vomit and excrement 
and suffocating stenches as incense to the great I am that I am. The church, all these different churches around the entire world, and especially in America, they're the harlot church. The church, all these churches are full of idolatry, um, prophets and priests, false preachers, both male and females. They are all imposters pretending to be someone else in order to deceive others. They're deceiving the congregation. They're deceiving the people for fraudulent gains, uh, be it money, sex, businesses, reputation, what have you, promotions. They're all imposters. And they are deceiving and leading the people straight to hell. And they're deceiving and leading the people into a sinful, fleshly, carnal-minded, lustful life, a life of being um, creating, being in um, transgressions and living um, in abominations and foul and detestable and disgusting, abhorrent acts. Okay, and as I stated in my other message, that I am that I am, she changed not, her name changed not, her name is still I am that I am through all eternity. Her That's her eternal name from generation to generation. And I'm going to read uh, a verse or two from the book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 2. Hear this, you leaders of the people. Listen, all who live in the land, in all your history, has anything like this happened before? Verse 3. Tell your children about it in the years to come and let your children tell their children. Pass the story down from generation to generation. So again, we see that I am that I am. She changed not. Her name is still I am that I am. It was I am that I am doing when she dealt with Abraham. I am that I am with Isaac. I am that I am with Jacob. I am that I am today. Her name changed not, and she is still El Shaddai, the breasted God. She is still I am that I am, the living one. She is still I am that I am, the most high, the Lord of hosts. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to turn to 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 4, 5, and 6. Then the king instructed Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priests of the second rank and the temple gatekeepers to remove from the Lord's temple all the articles that were used to worship 
Baal, Asherah, and all the powers of the heavens. The king had all these things burned outside Jerusalem on the terraces of the Kidron Valley, and he carried the ashes away to Bethel. Verse 5, he then, he did away with the idolatrous priests. So again, we see that it's the false leaders, false priests, false bishops, false pastors, false leaders, false preachers, popes that are committing these sinful, idolatrous acts, these abominations against the Most High, against I am that I am. Verse 5, he did away with the idolatrous priests who had been appointed by the previous kings of Judah, for they had offered sacrifices at the pagan shrines throughout Judah and even in the vicinity of Jerusalem. They had also offered sacrifices to Baal and to the sun, the moon, the constellations, and to all powers of the heavens. So they offered it to Baal, to the sun, the sun worship. Remember that the sun worship. Open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, and hearing and thinking. Listen to thus saith the Lord. They worship Baal. They worship the sun, the moon, the constellations, and to all the powers of heaven. Verse 6. The king removed the Asherah pole from the Lord of hosts. Yahweh, I am that I am, her temple, and took it outside Jerusalem to the Kidron Valley where they burned it. Then he ground the ashes of the pole to dust, threw the dust over the graves of the people. Verse 7, he also tore down the living quarters of the male and female shrine prostitutes. So they had male prostitutes and they had shrines to the female prostitutes that were inside, inside the temple, inside the temple of the Most High, of the Lord God, of the God of hosts. They were these shrines, these prostitute shrines, the male prostitute, the female prostitute, these shrines were inside the temple of I am that I am, where the women wove coverings for the Asherah pole. So you see, this is where the despicable acts are carried out. This is where they're done. This is where they're executed inside the church. Inside the churches, inside the sanctuaries, inside the pulpit, inside those buildings. These are where the foul, wicked, abhorrent, disgusting, detestable, pugnant, vomit, excrement. These acts are carried out inside 
the pulpit, the sanctuary, the temple, the the churches. That's where they're carried out, implemented, and executed there inside. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 3. says, break down their altars and smash their sacred pillars, burn their Asherah poles, and cut down their carved idols. Completely erase the names of their gods. Verse 4, do not worship the Lord your God in the way these pagan people worship their gods. Verse 5, rather you must seek the Lord your God at the place of worship. She herself will choose from among all the tribes the place where her name will be honored. The Asherah pole was a, a sexual pole. It was a sexual pole. It was the equivalent of an obelisk. They had the obelisk standing up in Washington, D.C. and around the country. It was that type of a statue, uh, supposedly the male penis. That's what the Asherah pole was. Uh, they call it nowadays dildos. That's the same thing. That's what an astral pole was. Let's look at um, another verse real quick in Deuteronomy. Let's see. Okay, I'll leave that for the next video. Thank you. For the next uh, podcast, thank you. Welcome back to Resuscitate the People. The name of this message is Abominations, Evil, Nefarious, and Wicked. Let's read Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. So if a man lay with another man as if he's laying with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death for they are guilty of capital of a capital offense. And that's the same thing in Leviticus 18 verse 22, which is having sex with another man as if that man is a woman. And that's a detestable sin. Okay, now let's, uh, I'm going to turn and read Deuteronomy. Because it's not what's right according to the carnal lust, lust of the flesh. It's thus saith I am that I am. What does I am say about it? What does El Shaddai, what are her standards? What does El Shaddai command? What are the commandments of El Shaddai? Our truth, our righteous judge. She judges all. She is the maker, the creator. She birthed 
heaven and earth. What does she say about it? What does I am say that uh, you are to do? Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 1. She says, never sacrifice sick or defective cattle, sheep or goats to the Lord your God, the Most High God, the Lord of hosts, El Shaddai, for the for she detests such gifts. So how dare people do um, what is create um, a lot of different abominations, abomination after abomination, transgression, um, desire, lustful things of the flesh, live in carnality, live in sin, wallow in sin, uh, wallow in everything that is unpleasing to I am that I am. Um, even, even participate in spiritual fornication of the world, um, seeking those things that are fleshly. And as I stated before, not wanting to be judged by others uh, is a big part of that, uh, saying that, oh, it, this is our lifestyle. This is my life. I can do what I want. There are federal laws and laws for the state and the uh, saying that they're fine with it and, and I can't be judged. I can't be condemned because if you condemn me, then uh, you're, you're causing trouble to condemn. No, you need to be told what's truth and what's righteous. That's what you need to be told. You need to be told what's truth and what's righteous because uh, you all are living um, and participating in having a uh, mindset of uh, being stubborn, being rebellious, um, unfaithful people, unfaithful to the most high, to the I am, um, being set to where you don't want to be told what's truth and what righteous is, uh, to live an obedient life, to live a life of purity, uh, to strive to do right, be right, act right, think right, instead of running away from I am laws and statutes and commands and rules to what you're supposed to follow. You're supposed to turn back and repent to our mother God. Repent and come back to her. Repent. Ask her forgiveness of your sins. Repent. Turn away from your evil, wicked, lustful desires and your abhorrent things that you do, which is against everything spiritual. Come back. Turn back to I am. And stop being a rebellious people. I'm going to go ahead and also turn to Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5. It says, a woman must not put on man's clothing. A man must not wear a woman's clothing. Anyone who does this is detestable in the sight of of the Lord your God. So 
is detestable in the sight of the Most High, of Yahweh, of El Shaddai, if I am that I am. This is a detestable thing to do. Even if people are doing it, it's still a detestable thing to do. I'm going to go ahead and turn to Proverbs. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1, which says, The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but she delights in accurate weights. And I'm going to look at Proverbs 12, verse 22. Actually, uh, let's look at verse 21. No harm comes to the godly, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. Verse 22. The Lord detests lying lips, but she delights in those who tell the truth. So we have to tell the truth because the truth will set you free. I'm going to turn now to 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 24. It says, There were even male and female shrine prostitutes throughout the land. The people imitated the detestable practices of the pagan nations. The Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. So although she... I am had already driven out the evil, wicked, detestable people. Once the Israelites went to the same land, the same area, they started to do what? They started to imitate the same vile practices. Let's look at First uh, King chapter 15, verse 12, and it says, oh, I'm going to read 14 first. Although the pagan shrines were not re, were not removed, Asa's heart remained were now removed. Asa's heart remained completely faithful to the Lord throughout his life. Verse fifteen. He brought into the temple of the Lord the silver and the gold and various items that he and his father had dedicated. I'm going to look at now Isaiah chapter 1. I believe it's verse 13. Let's see if that's it. Yeah. And that reads, Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. This is I am that I am. She's talking, and she's talking in the first person she said stop bringing me your meaningless gifts the incense of your offerings disgust me as for your celebrations of the new moons and the sabbath and your special days for fasting they are all sinful and false that's all these different holidays which is the same thing like christmas and thanksgiving and easter and new year's I am, she said, as for your celebrations of the new moons and the Sabbath, that's people going to church every Sunday or if they go on Saturday, and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. 
verse 14. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. Verse 15. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Verse 16. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Ha, yeah, ha. That's I am that I am. That's what she said. That's what I am said. That's what she's talking about in Isaiah chapter 1. And I am said enough is enough. She won't no more of their vile, disgusting, detestable sacrifices and incense. She said she will not look, she will not listen, she will not accept any of it. Thank you for joining Resuscitate the People. The me this message is titled Abominations, Tova, Zema, Kadesh for males, Kadesha, females, Zona, Detestable, wickedness, evil, abhorrent. Let's, we're going to go ahead and start with Genesis chapter 18 first. Verse 20. Genesis chapter 18, verse 20. And it reads... So I am, the Lord God told Abraham, I have heard a great outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin is so flagrant. Verse 21, I am. So this is I am saying, she's saying she's going, I am, I am going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. Uh, verse 22, the other men turned and headed towards Sodom, but the Lord God remained with Abraham. Uh, verse 23, Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away both the righteous? We see Abraham approached her and said, will you sweep away both the righteous? And the wicked. That's what Abraham asked. I am. I'm going to read Genesis chapter 19, verse 4 now. And this one reads, uh, But before they retired for the night, so I'll look, go back to verse three. But Lot insisted at, uh, so at last they went home with him. So Lot insisted that the two angels go home with him. And Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread made without yeast, and they ate it. Verse four. But before they retired for the night, all the men of the all the men of Sodom, so Sodom was a city, 
uh, men, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. Can you imagine all these men from everywhere in the whole city surrounded Lot's house? Verse 5, they shouted to Lot, where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. Verse 6. So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Verse 7. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Verse 8. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you. And you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and are under my protection. So this is Lot trying to reason with the men, but the men have such a strong, lustful, uh, carnal mindset. And that that's all they could think about was pleasing the flesh. So they're under a strong spirit of lust and defilement. And then they also told Lot in verse 9, stand back, they shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider. They was talking about Lot. They said he's an outsider. Now he's acting like our judge. So that's what I already said about the people. The people nowadays who are rebellious, who are stubborn, who are unfaithful to I am that I am. The people who are unfaithful to the El Shaddai. They don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to know that their sins are evil. They don't want to be uh, told that, um, you know, what they're doing is against the law of I am that I am. It's against the most high. They said, no, you can't condemn us. You can't judge us. But guess what? I can condemn you and I can't. Oh, yeah. And I can, I can judge you because I'm not going to stand by and just uh, watch all this evil, wicked, disgusting, detestable acts being done without saying so and telling the truth and righteousness and standing for the truth and standing for righteousness. It doesn't matter if you feel like you shouldn't be judged, but well, you are judged. Your life is judged. Why are you living the way you live, what you do, how you act, what you say, you're judging, you're, you're putting on a show right then and there. It's already being condemned. So it's nothing done in dark that won't be that won't show up in the light. So um this is what this is what the abhorrent detestable things are. These are the abominations, the Tova, the Zema, the Kadesh for males, the Kadesha for females, the Zona detestable, wicked, abhorrent things in Sodom. And that's why the whole uh, state of the people, the people are, are in a spiritual comatose state. The, they're living and um, doing the same thing. They're in a harlot church. The whole church is a harlot. Everything is based and, and related to sex, sexual promiscuity promiscuity, sexual deviance, sexual everything, uh, the preachers in the pulpit, you know, they got all of these 
evil deeds that they're doing. Everything is related to the sinful nature, related to the sexual deviant ways and sexual sins, sexual transgressions. I'm going to turn to Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. Do not, oh, I read that one already. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is the same scripture I read before where it says that the men are not supposed to lie with each other. And again, that's in Leviticus chapter 18. Welcome back. Thank you for joining Resuscitate the People. The name of the, the title of this message is False Prophets and Preachers in the Churches. I'm going to go ahead and read Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. Actually, uh, I'm going to start with verse 11. Then the uh, then I am the Lord of hosts said to me, do not pray for these people anymore. Verse 12, when they fast, I will pay no attention when they present their burnt offerings and grain offerings to me, I am that I am. I will not accept them. Instead, I will devour them with war, famine, and disease. This is what I am that I am, the Lord God, Lord of hosts, El Shaddai. This is what she said she will do in verse 12. When they fast, I will pay no attention. When they present their burnt offerings and grain offerings to me. So when they present their sacrifices to I am that I am, she said, I will not accept them. Instead, I will devour them with war, famine, and disease. So that's what I am sent to the people, war, famine, and disease. So when the people have a lot of different diseases, uh, famine and war, or we know where it came from. It came from the most high God. Verse 13, then said, then I said, O sovereign Lord, their prophets are telling them all is well. No war or famine will come. So this is what the false prophets, Prophets, the false preachers in the pulpit are saying um, every Saturday or Sunday or whenever they quote unquote hold church at the harlot house. These are the harlot churches. So they're harlot houses, the harlot churches, and they're all across the entire world. This is what they tell the people to keep the people in bondage, to keep the people in, in a um spiritual bondage and keep them in a comatose state to keep the people unaware of what's going on. They say all is well, but these fake preachers, these imposters are lying. They've never met with I am that I am. They have never been in her council oh, 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 to see what does she say. They have never been in I am that I am Council to listen to see 
What does I am that I am say? What does she say to tell the people? These are the people making up things to tell the people they're lying. That's what they're doing. They're promoting falsehoods. That's what they're doing. Just lying, telling the people lies, because this is what they know the people want to hear. But I remember I am said, I am, I am that I am. She said, let the word of I am be true and let every man be a lie. Ha, ha, ha. So you have to say, what does I am say about everything? And I am said, and then verse 13 says, then I said, O sovereign Lord God, Lord of hosts, I am. Their prophets are telling them all is well. No war or famine will come. The Lord will surely send you peace. Because this is what the people want to hear. Remember, all the people in the world, they are stubborn. They are rebellious. A rebellious nation. They are unfaithful to I am that I am. They don't want to hear from her. You know, they, they want to pretend it's all for show. That's why they need to repent, repent, turn away from their evil ways, their evil sin, their evil actions, the way they live their life. They lust after the spirit. They're carnal. They're just wrapped up in carnality with lust. They need to repent and run back to the mother God, the God who created heaven and earth, who birthed heaven and earth, who made heaven and earth by herself, all by herself. There is no God beside her. There is no God with her. She is the great I am that I am, the ruler and judge of all. Then verse 14 says, then the Lord God, Lord of hosts said, I am that I am. She said, she said, these prophets are telling lies in my name. I did not send them or tell them to speak. I did not give them any messages. They prophesy of visions and revelations they have never seen or heard. They speak foolishness made up in their own lying hearts. Verse 15, therefore, this is what the Lord Yah. <laughs> Oh, this is what I am that I am, Lord of hosts. What she says, I will punish these lying prophets. Oh, for they have spoken in my name, even though I never sent them. They say that no war or famine will come, but they themselves will die by war. But they themselves will die. Let me see. But they themselves will die by war and famine. Verse 16. As for the people to whom they prophesy, their bodies will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem, victims of famine and war. <laughs> there will be no one left to bury them. Husband, wives, sons and daughters. All will be gone for I will pour out their own wickedness on them. Oh, ah, yeah. Ah. Thank you. Oh, I, thank you. That's what I am said. She said, mm, for I will pour out their own wickedness on them. Oh, I said, oh, yeah. 
Thank you, I am. Thank you. Thank you. So that's just, thus says the Lord, thus I said I am the most high God. That's what she said. She's tired of the wickedness, the evil, that abomination, the transgressions of the people, the harlot church. She's going to pour out their own wickedness on them, the harlot church. They don't repent. And let's look at Isaiah again, Isaiah chapter 1, that says, verse 11, chapter 1, verse 11, what makes you think I want all your sacrifice? This is I am that I am talking, says the Lord God, the Lord of hosts. I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. Verse 12, when you come to worship me, who asks you to parade through my courts with all your ceremonies? Ah, oh, ah, oh, Verse 13, stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations, the moon, new moons and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. Oh, thank, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to Resuscitate the People. The name of this message is I Am is Judging the Churches Who Can Stand. Let's look at First um, King chapter 22. Verse 13. I'll start reading with verse 12. All the other prophets agreed. Yes, they said, go up to Ramoth Gilead and be, be victorious. For the Lord God, the Lord of hosts, will give the king victory. Let's look at verse 13. Meanwhile, the messenger who went to get Micaiah said to him, Look, all the prophets are promising victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. Verse 14. But Micaiah replied, As surely as I am the Lord God lives, I will say only what the Lord God, El Shaddai, what she tells me to say. Verse 15. When Micaiah arrived before the king Ahab, asked her, before king Ahab could ask him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should we hold back? Micaiah replied, yes, go up. And be victorious for the Lord God, the Lord of hosts. She will give the king victory. Verse 16. But the king replied sharply. How many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me? When you speak for the Lord, your God, the Lord of hosts. El Shaddai. 
Verse 17, then Micaiah told him, in a vision I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord God, God of hosts said, their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Verse 18. Didn't I tell you the king of Israel is clean to Jehoshaphat? He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. Verse 19. Then Micaiah continued, listen to what the Lord God El Shaddai, what she says. I saw the Lord God El Shaddai sitting on her throne with the Lord, with the host of armies of heaven around her, on her right and on her left. Verse 20. And the Lord God said, the Lord of hosts, El Shaddai, who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead? So he can be killed. There were many suggestions. Verse 21. Finally, a spirit approached the Lord God El Shaddai and said, I can do it. Verse 22. How will you do this? She, the Lord God, Lord of hosts, she asked. And the spirit said, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab prophets to speak lies. This is what the lion spirit said that it would do. It would go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord, the Lord God, Lord of hosts, El Shaddai. Go ahead and do it. Verse 23. So you see, the Lord God, God of hosts, has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all prophets. Oh, ah, ah. She put a lying spirit in the mouth of all, all their prophets. For the Lord God, El Shaddai, has pronounced your doom. And that's 1 King chapter 22, all the way down. To verse 23. I'm going to now turn to Ezekiel. Chapter 22, verse 27 and 28. I'm going to actually start reading verse 26 first. Your priests have violated my instructions and defiled my holy things. They make no distinctions between what is holy and what is not. And they do not teach my people. This is I am. That's her talking. They do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonially clean and unclean. So this is in Ezekiel 22. Verse 26. They disregard my Sabbath days so that I am dishonored among them. Verse 27. 
Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's lives for money. Ha, 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 verse 28. And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions and make and making lying predictions. They say, my message is from the sovereign Lord El Shaddai when the Lord hasn't spoken a single word to them. Verse 29, even common people oppress the poor, rob the needy, and deprive foreigners of justice. This is what I am is saying. This is what is going on. This is why this is a harlot church, but the people are stubborn. The people are rebellious. The people are unfaithful. The people seek after lust, lusty desires, carnal-minded, fleshly things. The people are in a spiritually comatose state. And all the false prophets and false preachers and false bishops and false popes are the ones that have managed to keep you bound up, tied up, and tangled up in sin. Ha, 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 ha. That's why I am is going to pour the wickedness back on them and the people who are deceived by them. Welcome back to Resuscitate the People. This message is titled, Repent, Repent, Repent. Um, first of all, when I am commissioned, when I am commissioned someone, she, endow, she endows them with her spirit, with her power. They get power from on high from her. This is spiritual power, spiritual, her spirit, the spirit of I am, and the spiritual power of I am is uh, she herself, El Shaddai, puts her spirit and her power into the person, into the, the vessel that she's choosing to use. This is a spiritual, spiritual warfare. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual things of I am the most high God, El Shaddai. It's spiritual for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's spiritual. So everything concerning the Most High, the Lord of hosts, El Elyon, the breasted one, I am that I am, Yahweh, it's spiritual, spiritual, not carnal. Uh, the, the people have fooled themselves. They've tricked themselves into thinking that they can go to a college, a seminary, a, a theology school, school of theology, and get a degree in divinity. And this is man-made, a degree, a college degree. It's like somebody said, I'm going to go to college to uh, teach math, so I'll get a math degree, and now I'm a mathematician. Or they go to college and get a, 
uh, psychology degree. And then now they said, oh, now I'm a psychologist is because I have a psychology bachelor's degree or a master's degree. Well, that's carnal minded. That's man made. That's the same way if they say, okay, I'm going to go study electrical engineering. I'll get a bachelor's in electrical engineering. Now I'm an electrical engineer. All of that, it's man-made. That's the carnal way of thinking. That's fleshly. That has nothing to do with spirituality. Spirituality is no college or seminary or uh, school of theology can teach you things of the spirit because things of the spirit are of God, of the Holy Spirit, of the Most High God, the Lord of hosts. El Shaddai, the breasted God, the breasted one, the living one. I am, oh, I, yeah, I am that I am. She has all power. She created heaven and earth. She's our righteous judge. It has nothing to do with carnality, uh, going to get a, a doctorate degree or a divinity degree. That's man-made. That cannot stand. Um, that kernel, the processes of the world, uh, teaches them and leading these people astray and telling them now they have become, uh, they're the pastor, they're the preacher, they're the pope because they went through this man-made system, this man-made process, which has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, but it's a process, a man-made uh, doctrine, man-made dogma, rhetoric, the way that that's the process that they achieve their bachelor's degree, master's degree, uh, doctorate degree, uh, divinity degree. They go to seminary. That's not spiritual. Um, then they get a nonprofit and they get a 5013C and they set up the church and they say, I'm the pastor and founding of uh, ABC church and this and that and listen to my doctrine all, all that foolishness is foolish it's all by yeah it's foolishness is wickedness it's carnal minded from the world that's the world's view but to be spiritually minded is to seek those things which be of the most high which is of I am, those things which is of El Shaddai, El Shaddai. So you need to repent. I'm going to start with First King chapter 8, verse 47. 1 King chapter 8, verse 47. I'll read that one first. But in the land of exile, they might turn to you in repentance and pray. We have sinned, done evil, and acted wickedly. Verse 48, if they turn to you and their whole heart and soul in the land, oh, if they turn to you with their whole heart and soul in the land of their enemies and pray toward the land you gave to their ancestors, for this city you have chosen, 
and toward this temple I have built to honor your name. Verse 49, then hear their prayers and their petition from heavens where you live and uphold their cause. So the people have to cry out. They have to weep and mourn. They have to fast and ask for forgiveness and turn back to the most high God, to I am. Uh, let's look at, see what uh, the book of Job says about repentance. see um, uh, which scripture I think okay I'll read that one Job chapter 42 verse 6 says I take back everything I said and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance so even Job who was considered an upright man and righteous he repent, repented to the most high to El Shaddai when he asked um, questions and um, he wasn't sure of what the answer was. I'm going to go back in Job chapter 42 and read verse uh, 4. You said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Verse 5, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. That's what Job said to the most high. Yeah, to I am the Lord, the Lord of hosts. I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 58, verse 5. And it says, You humble yourselves by going through the motion of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please El Shaddai? Verse 6. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. That's what I am said. That's that's what she want. That's the kind of uh, fast that she wanted. Let's look at uh, Ezekiel chapter 14, 6. And see what that says. Therefore, tell the people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord God El Shaddai said. Repent and turn away from your idols and stop all your detestable sins. Verse 7, I, I the Lord, will answer all those, both Israelites and foreigners who reject me, instead of idols in their hearts and so fall into sin and who then come to a prophet asking for my advice. 
verse 8. I will turn against such people and make a terrible example of them, eliminating them from among my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Oh, thank you. I am the Lord of hosts, the Lord God, El Shaddai, the Most High. So people have to stop creating idols even in their heart of idolatry and worshiping and reverence and honoring things, things made of hands, things of wood, clay, stone, but turn back to I am and ask for and ask for forgiveness and repent and turn away from your evil, detestable, sinful ways and sinful nature. Welcome back. Thank you for joining. Resuscitate the people. The name of this message is repentance, repentance, repentance. I'm going to go ahead and start reading from Psalm chapter 7, verse 12. Actually, let me start with uh, Psalms chapter 7, verse 10. The Lord God, El Shaddai, she is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. Verse 11, El Shaddai, I am. I am is an honest judge. She is angry with the wicked every day. Verse 12, if a person does not repent, the Lord God she will sharpen her sword. She will bend and string her bow. I'm going to read Joel chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. That is why... I am that I am, says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your heart. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. This is what I am that I am said. When you repent, come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Verse 13, don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your heart instead. Return to the Lord, your God. Return to I am that I am. Return to El Shaddai, the Most High, Yahweh. Return to her, for she is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. She is eager to relent and not punish. Let me go ahead and turn to the book of Amos now. Amos chapter 4, verse 6 through 10.
I, this is I am talking. She said, I brought hunger to every city and famine to every town, but still you would not return to me, says the Lord God, Lord of hosts. So I am what was doing is to get your attention, to have you to repent and to pay attention. She brought the hunger to every city and the famine to every town. And she did this to get the attention of the rebellious, stubborn people and their unfaithful ways and to get them to come back to I am that I am, to come back to our mother God, who's queen of heaven and earth, our nurturing mother who supplies us with nourishment with her breast milk, who nourishes our soul, who nourishes our spirit, with her breast milk, our nurturing mother, who loves us, and still they did not return. Verse 7, she said, I kept rain from falling when your crops needed it the most. I sent rain on one town, but withheld it from another. Rain fell on one field while another field withered away. Verse 8, people staggered from town to town looking for water, but there was never enough. But still, you would not return to me. So I am is saying, I, I was doing all of this to get your attention. I'm sending you famine. I'm sending you wars. I'm sending you diseases. Ah, yeah, to get your attention, to get you to come back to me, to get you to look at me, to get you to want to love the creator of heaven and earth, to get you to want to be with Mother God, ha, ha, yeah, to uh, set your spirit free, to awaken you out of your spiritually comatose state. But the Harlot Church, you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be told that you're living in sin and that you are unclean. <laughs> that you are unclean and that you are unholy. <laughs> because you listen to the false prophets, the false preachers, the false pastors, the false popes. You listen to their teaching to just deceive you because that's what you want. You have that lust of the flesh, so you have itching ears, and you want them to tell you everything is peaceful, it's going to be okay, and nothing is wrong. But those are lies, and you desire the lying spirit instead of righteousness and truth, and that, therefore, you find yourself in a spiritually comatose state is because you prefer living in lies. And you want to accept the lies. Let's read verse 9. And this is Amos chapter 4 verse 9. I struck your farms and vineyards with blight and mildew. Locusts devoured all your figs and your olive trees. But still you would not return to it. Says the Lord God. Verse 10. I sent plagues on you. Like the plagues I sent on Egypt long ago, I killed your young men in war and led all your horses away. The stench of death filled the air. 
but still you would not return to more. Ah, yeah, ah, you would not return to me. Oh, stubborn and stiff-necked, rebellious people. <laughs> ah, let's look at verse 11. I destroyed some of your cities as I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Those of you who survived were like charred sticks pulled from a fire. But still, you would not return to me. Ayah, <laughs> says the Lord of hosts, El Shaddai. says El Shaddai. Verse 12, therefore, I will bring upon you all the disasters I have announced. Prepare to meet your God, the Most High, the Lord of hosts and judgment, you people of Israel. Thank you. So that's why it's important for you to repent, fast, pray, cry out, weep, mourn, ask for forgiveness with a humble heart, have a contrite spirit, adore the Lord, worship, honor, revere, I am that I am, ask for forgiveness of your sins, ah, ask for forgiveness of your sins, turn from your wicked ways, denounce evil and wickedness, denounce detestable acts and uh, foul and demonic ways. Oh, hey, ah, ah, seek truth and seek righteousness. And I am that I am. Thank you for joining Resuscitate the People. And the name of this message is Repent. R-E-P-E-N-T, exclamation point, Repent. I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1 first, where I have to cry loud and spare not, tell the people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. I have to tell the people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. I have, I am commissioned me to tell the people their transgressions and the house of Jacob, their sins. I'm going to start reading right now in uh, the book of Zechariah. Let's look at chapter 1, verse 2, 3, and 4. And that's Zechariah chapter 1, verse 2, 3, and 4. I am talking, and she said, I, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, this is I am speaking. I was very angry with your ancestors, verse 3. Therefore, say to the people, this is what El Shaddai, I am, says, return to me. So she says, repent of your sins. Return to me, and I will return to you, says El Shaddai. Verse 4, don't be like your ancestors who would not listen or pay attention when the earlier prophets said to them, this is what the Lord God, El Shaddai, says for the people. 
turn from your evil ways and stop all your evil practices. Turn from your evil ways, you stiff-necked, rebellious, stubborn people. Ah, Stubborn and unfaithful people. That's why you all are in the harlot church. All your churches are the harlot church. Let's look at uh, Zechariah chapter 10. But I am does not accept any of your singing, your songs, your melodies, your prayer. She said she will not hear them. She's tired of listening to them. They are worthless, meaningless. I'm going to turn to Zechariah chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. Household gods give worthless advice. Fortune tellers predict only lies. And interpreters of dreams pronounce falsehood that give no comfort. So my people, as I am talking, El Shaddai, my people are wandering like lost sheep. They are attacked because they have no shepherd. Verse 3, my anger, as I am speaking in the first person, she says, my anger burns against your shepherd. That's your false preachers, your false popes, bishops, pastors. My anger burns against your shepherds, and I will punish these leaders. For the Lord of hosts has arrived to look after Judah, her flock. She will make them strong and glorious like a proud war horse in battle. Verse 4, from Judah will come the cornerstone of the tent peg, the bow for battle, and all the rulers. And that's Zechariah chapter 10. Let me turn to uh, Zephaniah now. Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. Gather yourselves, yes, gather together, and you shameless nation. Verse 2, gather yourselves, gather before judgment begins, before your time to repent is blown away like chaff. So you have to seek her now while she may be found and allow you to repent. Because then there's going to come a time when you won't be allowed to repent. Act now before the fierce fury of El Shaddai falls. And terrible that terrible day of her anger begins. Verse 3. Seek her. Seek El Shaddai. All who are humble and follow her commands. Seek to do what is right and to live humbly. Perhaps even yet, the great I am will protect you, protect you from her anger on that day of destruction. Thank you for joining Resuscitate the People. The name of this message is Imposters of the Harlot Church. Imposters. The Harlot Church is full of imposters. All these people are pretending to be popes and pastors and preachers and bishops. 
and priests and all of them are imposters. Every last one of them, all in this country, America, and throughout the entire world, they are imposters. Ha-ha-ya, said the Lord. They are imposters. Malachi chapter 2, verse, I'll start with Malachi chapter 2, verse 8. I am says the words of a priest's lips should preserve knowledge of El Shaddai and people should go to her for instruction for the priest is supposed to be the messenger of El Shaddai. Verse 8, but you priests have left I am's path. Your instructions have caused many to stumble into sin. You have corrupted the covenant I made with the Levites, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 9, so I have made you despised and humiliated in the eyes of all the people, for you have not obeyed me, but have shown favoritism in the way you carry out my instructions. I'm going to now turn to Isaiah I'm going to start with uh, let's see Uh, let's see. I'm going to start with verse first, um, 21. This is Isaiah chapter 1, verse 21. See how Jerusalem, once so faithful, has become a prostitute. Once the home of justice and righteousness, she is now filled with murderers. Verse 22. Once like pure silver, you have become like worthless slag. Once so pure, you have, you are now like watered down wine. Verse 23, your leaders are rebels, the companions of thieves. All of them love bribes and demand payoffs, but they refuse to defend the cause of orphans or fight for the rights of widows. Verse 24, therefore the Lord of hosts, El Shaddai, The living one of Israel says, I will take revenge on all my enemies and pay back my foes. Verse 25, I will raise my fist against you. I will melt you down and skim off your slag. I will remove all your impurities. Verse 26, and I will give you good judges again and wise counselors. Uh, thank you again for joining Resuscitate the People. Uh, the title of this message is The Nicaea Council Made, Created, 
the false god Jesus, uh, the bishops, there were over, let me see, I think Constantine demanded over 1,500 or 1,800 bishops all come to the council so they could determine and take a vote to decide what role Jesus would play. Again, they all decided what role Jesus would play, whether or not that these men would take a vote and say that Jesus is God. That's how Jesus came to be God by the Nicaea Council. Um, and these were the bishops. So these were the quote unquote leaders. And uh, they made the decision to say that they would say that Jesus is God and that um, he is who they need to pray to. And he is the one that make the decision. Now, this is based on what these Bishop and Constantine decided. This is not spiritual. All of this is carnal, carnality of the flesh, of the lust. They took a vote and they voted and say, okay, well, we voted. And now we say Jesus is God. And also, are we going to take a... Um, the, and then they wrote canons, and these canons are supposed to also direct the people on the steps of how to pursue things and go about uh, their religion, religion, whether it's called um, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Jehovah, whatever name you give it, it's religion, uh, Catholicism. It doesn't matter. The name you give it is still religion. So all these men got together and that's what Constantine wanted them to vote and see the position and role that they would say that they wanted Jesus to be. And they decided they had some to dissent, but the majority did decide of these bishops that Jesus uh, would be their God. So, um, and they, like I said, they wrote canons. They had 27 canons, but I wrote, I took a note from canon number two. And canon number two says, uh, the men, the men said, um, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as uh, a person who will give an account for you. So supposedly, this is what they're thinking in their mind that these false fake leaders are you're supposed to submit to them and be gullible and vulnerable and let these um, men let these males tell you what to do and how to do and how to act when in fact we see throughout all the scriptures they're the ones that are leading the people astray they're the ones who are already um, producing the lion spirits. They're the one who are just looking for monetary gangs and uh, sexual favors and businesses and uh, build up a, a reputation for themselves. They're the one with pious living. They're the ones who, who are behaving in sexual deviant acts. They're the ones who are promoting uh, sexual deviant acts. But at the same time, canon number two says, 
obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your soul. So who's keeping watch over these supposedly leaders? So when they say leaders, they mean the bishop, the priest, the pope, the pastor, the preacher, who's watching over their soul because they're the one who running around like ravenous wolves and attacking and destroying any and everything. And at the same time, having uh, spreading false lies and having fake visions. So who's watching over their souls while they're telling the congregation, the people in these harlot churches to submit to them. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. So I'm going to go ahead and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 29 and I'll start reading verse 17 and 18. You have seen their detestable practices and their idols made of wood, stone, silver, and gold. Verse 18, I am, and I am says, she's making this covenant with you so that no one among you, no man, woman, clan, or tribe will turn away from the Lord God, the Lord of hosts, El Shaddai, to worship these gods of other nations. And so that no root among you bears bitter and poisonous fruit. Thank you and welcome back to Resuscitate the People. The title of this message is False God, Nicaean Council, um, Part 2. And I will be reading Canon Number 3. <clears throat> It says the count the sacred image of Jesus is to be venerated. Venerated means worshipped, honored, and adored with equal honor as the Gospels. The Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Again, I read Canon number three. The sacred image of Jesus is to be venerated with equal honor as the Gospels. For just as through written words, which are contained in the book we all shall obtain salvation. So through the influence that colors in paintings exercise on the imagination, wise and simple obtain benefit from what is before them. For as speech teaches and portrays through syllables, so too does paintings by means of colors. The picture is equal to the book of, the pictures are equal to the book of Holy Gospels and the cross. So in other words, basically what they're telling you is they had, um, let me see, so Michelangelo painted a picture of this fake Jesus, this fake God, this false, this false God is idolatry, idol worship. Let's call it for what it is. It's idolatry, idol worship. So the painting represents idolatry. It's idol worship, a false God. So uh, the bishop at the... Um, Nicene Council, 
<clears throat> when they wrote their canon number three, as I stated, they have 27. And so number three says that people are to worship the sacred image of Jesus is to be venerated with equal honor as the gospels. So um, by having paintings of this false God of this fake Jesus that Michael Angelo painted and some others, other people painted. It's supposed to represent uh, God in the what in the imagination. So they're already explaining to you in Canon number three. So as the words are supposed to give people help the people obtain salvation. Well, so through the influence of colors in the painting might exercise that same thing in the imagination of people. So subliminally of what they're saying is if the people have a picture, they have a painting, they have an image, they have a likeness, something to look at and to grab on hold to it, even though it's a lie, even though it's false, even though we know it's a false God, even though we know it's idolatry, because they all voted together to make Jesus a God. So we know it's a false God. Hi-ya. So they're saying with the imagination, the colors of these paintings, this is going to make the people seal it in their brain, seal it in their mind, and their thoughts that this is Jesus. So anytime they see this picture, they recognize it. This is Jesus. So it solidifies that point. So too, when the people see the painting, they see the image, that's what they're going to associate with. And that's exactly what has happened. All these fake paintings and pictures of the fake God and all this idolatry this is what the people are saying. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Because they seal that look of that painting, that picture, that image in their minds. And it's been in and the whole world's been flooded and inundated with all these pictures that they say that, that this is God. This is Jesus. And so the people believe it because it's in their subconscious. So subliminally, it served a purpose. It's in their subconscious, and that's what they believe. So too, it says here, so through their influence that the colors and the paintings exercise on the imagination, wise and simple. So they're seeing from the intelligent people to the very simple, the ignorant, unlearned uh, people, who are illiterate. So from the intelligent to the illiterate, from the wise to the simple, they're going to obtain the same benefit that this uh, painting portrays, that this is Jesus. So it's equal to the brainwashing that they say, well, of the four gospels and the cross is to be venerated in that same state and honored and reverenced and revered because we may Jesus, God, we all voted here at the Nicaea Council, all the bishops. So our vote to make Jesus God stands. And now we have a painting. We have a structure, a false idol, idolatry, the paintings and the colors to represent. Yeah, this is Jesus. So this is who we believe in. And this is our God. So that's what they all did. 
at that uh, Nicene Council. So let me go ahead and turn to Isaiah chapter 44, verse 17. Then he takes what, okay, so um, let's look at verse, I'll start reading first, uh, part of 15, where it says, then he uses part of the wood to make a fire with it. He he warms himself and bakes his bread. Then, yes, it's true. He takes the rest of it and makes himself a god to worship. He makes an idol and bows down in front of it. Verse 16, he burns part of the tree to roast his meat and to keep himself warm. He says, ah, that fire feels good. Verse 17, then he takes what's left and makes his gods a carved idol. He falls down in front of it, worshiping and praying to it. Rescue me, he says. You are my God. Verse 18. Such stupidity and ignorance. Their eyes are closed and they cannot see. Their minds are shut and they cannot think. Verse 19. The person who made the idol never stops to reflect. Why? It's just a block of wood. I burned half of it for heat and used it to bake my bread and roast my meat. How can the rest of it be a God? Should I bow down to worship a piece of wood? Verse 20, the poor deluded fool feels feeds on ashes. He trusts something that can't help him at all. Yes, he cannot bring himself to ask, is this idol that I'm holding in my hand a lie? Oh, ah, yeah, ah. Yeah, it's a lot. That's Isaiah chapter 44, verse 17, 18, 19, and 20. And that's essentially what the Nicene Council did when they had all the bishops to vote to make Jesus a God and then make uh, have paintings and images and portraits of Jesus to say, well, this is how Jesus looked. This is what Jesus is. So the colors is supposed to seal the deal in the imagination from the wise, the intelligent people down to the simple, the illiterate people. <laughs> so they were brainwashing and planning their how they was going to uh, subliminally teach the people this to hold on to that image of Jesus, just an Italian, a picture of an Italian man um, during the Renaissance that they were, you know, um, doing all type of things, sodomy, and everything and uh, detest the female they detest the female body and they had disdain for females but they worship the male organ and so this is uh this also relates to that as well thank you for joining me on resuscitate the people the name the title of this message is i am el shaddai the living one and the breasted one. I am, I am that I am, I am El Shaddai. I'm going to start by reading Isaiah chapter 45. Start with verse 5. I am, I am says, I am is talking in the first person. I am the Lord. There is no other God. I have equipped you for battle, though you don't even know me. 
verse 6, so all the world from east to west will know there is no other God. I am, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Verse 7, I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, I the Lord, am the one who does these things. Oh, yeah. Verse 8, open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, I the Lord, the Lord God created them. Verse 9, what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? Verse 10, how terrible it would be if a newborn baby said to its father, why was I born? Or if it said to its mother, why did you make me this way? So you see the mother, the mother is the one who makes shapes. She creates, she births. And it says here in verse 10, for, or if it said to its mother, why did you make me this way? Why did you make, why did you create, why did you birth me this way? Why the mother is nurturing, gives nourishment. Verse 11, this is what El Shaddai, I am that I am, says, the Holy One of Israel and your creator. Do you question what I do for my children? It's ah, yeah, ah. She's our mother God. She's the creator of heaven and earth. She's a holy one of Israel, the creator. She says, do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands, of her hands, what she made, what she create, what she brings forth, what she shapes? Verse 12, I am. I am. I am the one. Because I am is the living one. I am is the living one. I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands, I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. Verse 13. I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose, and I will guide his actions. He will restore my city and free my captive people without seeking a reward. I, I, the Lord of hosts, have spoken. Thank you. So that's what I am that I am said. That's what she said. She said, I created the heavens and the earth and put everything in place. She made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord. She's That's what she said. El Shaddai. She says, I am the Lord. She says, and there is no other. Oh, yeah.